I would like to welcome you if this is your first time in behalf of the church. Welcome to We Are the Church, also known as WEAC WAC. I love to see you soon. Our church is located in Mandawi City along AS Fortuna Barangay Gizo. We are occupying Gallardo Building. And thank you for my WAC family, for your support, love, and generosity. Even at this time, I will never get tired of appreciating your dedication to WAC. I really thank God for you. Greetings also to Pops and Moms, to Pastor John and family. Thank you for everything. This is a good day to hear God's word, so let us pray. Lord, thank you for this time of God. Thank you for your generosity. Even at this time, you give us the freedom to hear your word, Father God. Lord. Use me, oh Father God, even God, anoint me, oh God, to deliver your word clearly to your people of God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, this is part four of our series, Path Worth Chosen. So let's have a short review on last Sunday message. Number one, God doesn't need our money. He is the source of everything that we need. God wants to teach us generosity. Number two, generosity is learned virtue. We are not born with it. Number three, the real deal of being generous is to honor God not the blessing number four double-edged generosity is to be generous in your giving and the motive is clear it is to honor god number five giving is not about the amount or how much you gave but it is your hearts towards god God was so honored with the giving of the widow because it is all that she needed to live. She gave everything she had. And lastly, number six. For God loves a cheerful giver. Generosity is a step of faith. When hearing the word of God, an action is needed. To show obedience to God. This is stepping out of our comfort zone. Not many of us are willing to do this. Ever wonder why Peter was the only one called by Jesus to walk on waters? I believe Jesus knew he was the only one who was willing to act on his faith. The rest of the men who were there were merely spectators. Among thousands of people hearing the Word of God every Sunday, I wonder how many are going to take action in obedience to the Word of God and how many will remain only with intention, remaining hearers in the Word. Generosity to many is never a comfortable thing to do. It is stepping out of our comfort zone, as I said earlier. When Peter walked on water, he was not just walking out of his comfort zone. 
It was walking out of safety. It happened when Peter was sinking, when his gaze shifted from Jesus to the wind. The wind that most probably have scared him. Peter almost sunk. Like many of us who tried to walk out of our comfort zone, trying to follow God's word, there are moments that we can be weakened. Peter simply cried out to Jesus and he was saved. God will never leave us alone nor forsake us. All the more when we walk or we are walking in faith. Some of us stop trying to be generous when we fail after our first try. Remember the story of Prophet Elijah and the widow in the Old Testament? Elijah asked the widow to make bread for himself. And the widow agreed, experiencing thereafter that her oil and flour never ran out of supply. They lived through the famine. Do you know Elijah himself had experience when his faith was tested seven times? After a great victory of Elijah against the prophet of Baal, when he proved that his God, Yahweh, was the only true God and the living God, he declared to Ahab that there was the sound of heavy rain. So let's open our Bible in the, in 1st King chapter 18 verse 41 to 44. And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Then Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Now, you know, when I was young, I loved to see sports like motorbike racing or motorbike exhibition. Famous in doing this act, are our American friends. It has really amazed me on how passionate and dedicated they were in their sports. These motorbikers were even listed in the Guinness World of Records. I watched a very interesting story they told about their challenges in the sports of motorbike exhibition. Take note of this. Almost all of them have been brought to the hospital, not once, but many times, due to broken bones. Talk about courage and fighting spirit. 
I am not encouraging you to choose this path of reckless adventures. When we follow the Word of God, it is never a reckless thing. Sometimes we will sink. Sometimes our bones can get broken. But do not let these hindrances stop you. When we talk about generosity, please do not always think about money, though, yes, it includes it. Think about generosity in lending a helping hand, a listening ear. What about generosity in giving compliments and appreciation? Generosity in your time through investing in other people's lives through your minutes, days, weeks, or even months and years of prayer for them. We need to realign our thoughts to God's thoughts. The Word of God will remain printed in the Bible unless we apply it. I do not want this book to remain the story of Moses, Abraham, or the stories of the Apostles, Mary, Lazarus. I want this book to be made real in my life. Don't you desire for it to? A seed remain a seed unless it is planted in the ground. Then only when it will grow and bear fruit. You can enjoy the goodness of God and testify His faithfulness if we live our life according to His word. I believe, I strongly believe that Christianity is not how much you know about the Bible. It is on how much you obey and live according to His Word daily. We desire many things in this life. Let me try to guess. Many of us are now planning, this is what I'm going to do when the COVID is over. This is where I am going to go when COVID is over. This and that, this and that. I pray to God that we will choose to walk in the path of miracles and generosity. I believe we have personal goals that were thwarted due to the shocking turn of events this year. When the COVID pandemic is over, this is my question. Are you going to walk in the same path as before? Many of us realize how empty our lives have become before all this happened. I believe God is speaking to all of us who happen to listen in the sermon to rethink, to reconsider, to reflect, and repent of our way of living. The time is now to ask ourselves, what am I going to do after this pandemic? Am I going to still live the ordinary way of living or be like Apostle Peter, the prophet Elijah, who choose to walk in the path of miracles, the path of generosity? The church needs people who would choose the path of generosity. 
thousands of people lost their loved ones, their properties, some even their sanity. God, I believe, is speaking to you right now. He is looking for people whom He can use to bring healing, peace, hope, faith, and love in this world. So He needs you now and in the coming days until He returns. If today you have decided to choose the path worth choosing, the path of following Christ's generosity, then you are ready to receive the abundant life of God for your life and your family. I conclude this series of sermon in encouraging you that when you choose the path of generosity, you will reap these important benefits. It is simply found in the Word of God. Every time you exercise a life of generosity in your finance, time, skill, talent, you will experience these two beautiful truths happening in your life. Number one, you will live a meaningful life. Number two, you will be remembered not only by people, but by God. The meaning of life is not found under the sun, S-U-N, but in the sun, S-O-N, who is Jesus Christ. I want us to read Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and 2. Reading the Bible is like receiving the purest gold. It is not just a golden nuggets, but gold bars. So let us not just read the verse, but chapters. And while reading Ecclesiastes, I want you to remember this truth. The meaning of life cannot be found in anything or anyone under the sun, S-U-N, but in the Son of God, S-O-N, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please get your Bible ready in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and read along with me. Everything is meaningless. Verse 1. The word of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labor at which they toil under the sun? Generation come, generation go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and it sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Around and around it goes, ever returning on its course. Verse 7, all streams flow into the sea, yet the sea never full. To the place the stream come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome 
more than one can say. The eye has never enough of seeing, nor the ear is few of he hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Verse 10. Is there anything of which one can say, Look, this is something new. It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations. And even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Verse 12, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in, Jer in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless. Chasing after the wind. What is crook cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. In verse 16, I said to myself, Look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jer Jerusalem before me. I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. Then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this too is chasing after the wind. For much wisdom comes much sorrow. For more knowledge, the more grief. Chapter 2, verse 1. I said to myself, Come now, I will test you with pleasure to find what is good, but that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, is madness. And what does pleasure accomplish? I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly, my mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under heavens during the few days of their lives. In verse 4, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoir of water groups in flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herd and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of man's heart. Verse 9, I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. And all this, my wisdom, stay with me.
I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done, and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly. What more can king's successors do than what has been already done? I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. Verse 14, the wise have eyes in their heads, while the fool walks, walks in darkness. But I came to realize that the same fate overtakes them both. Then I said to myself, the fate of the fool will overtake me also. Then what do I gain by being wise? I said to myself, this is too, is meaningless. Verse 16, For the wise like the fool will not be long remembered. The days have already come when both have been forgotten. Like the fool, the wise too must die. Verse 17, So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, chasing after the wind. I hated all things I had toiled for under the sun, because I must lead them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet, they will have to control over all the fruits of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skills under the sun. This too is meaningless. In verse 20, So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor, labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. Verse 22. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days work is grief and pain. Even at night their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. All their days their work is grief and pain. Even at night their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. Verse 24 A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too I see is from the hand of God 
For without Him, who can eat and find enjoyment? The person who pleases Him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, He gives the task to gather and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, chasing after the wind. Now, what is wrong? Why is it meaningless? Is it wrong to work hard? We do need to work hard. We are wired for this. We are mentally and physically healthy when we are working. Never wish to stop working and just Set on a couch unless you want to die early and feel useless. As long as you can do something, do it. Is it wrong to educate yourself to gain wisdom and knowledge? Absolutely not. We need education for us to be civilized. Is it wrong to gain wealth and money? No. We need wealth to live. We need money to buy things that we need. Is it wrong to have pleasure and enjoyment? No. We need break and relaxation. I will tell you what's wrong and why is it meaningless. If you notice in, in this chapter, I and myself was mentioned several times in this chapter. It tells me personally that if we work hard to gain worldly wealth for ourselves, everything will be meaningless. And thinking that one day if we are successful like King Solomon, we will be satisfied and contented. Bad news. Not so. The scripture says everything is meaningless under the sun. Meaningful life can only be found in Jesus Christ. No worthy things can satisfy the God-shaped vacuum. Only Jesus Christ can completely fill that God-shaped vacuum in our lives. Life is not meaningful if we are self-centered and greedy. Did you hear that? Life is not meaningful if we are self-centered and greedy. But if we are generous, our life will be meaningful and purposeful. Imagine how many lives will be changed or be touched by your generosity. For example, what happens when you share your precious time to your friend who is depressed and discouraged? Or when you share your food to someone who has nothing to eat for the day? Or what will happen when you take time out to encourage a lost, bankrupt soul to reach for God's love and forgiveness and hope? You know, I appreciate many Christians I have seen have walked in the path of generosity. 
Among this, I greatly respect and admired our missionaries. For me, they are the most generous people. They not only give their time, talent, and money, but their entire life. It is so rare to hear Christians today desirous to do missions. But I pray God will speak to us today. Let us not be afraid. Let us be generous of what we have. And God will use our generosity to make a great impact to the people around us. The second benefit of generosity, and as I close with this, you will be remembered not only by people, but by God. God and people will remember you. Please open your Bible and read along with me in Revelation chapter 22 verse 12 to 14. See, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to repay everyone according to the deeds he has done. I am the A and the Z, the beginning and the end, the first and last. Blessed forever are all those who washes their robes to have the right to enter to the gates of the city and to eat the fruit from the tree of life. You know, when we are generous to God and others, we don't need to remind God or report Him. Lord, I did this, I did that. Just to remind you, Lord. God remembers everything we did in our lifetime and repay everyone according to their deeds. God is taking note of our generosity. Our generosity will not only give impact here on earth but also in heaven. This verse tells me that we are the only beneficiary of our generosity in the future, even in heaven. Jesus Christ's life is the greatest example of generosity. He gave His entire life, His flesh and blood, to ransom us. This world is impacted by generous people, or shall I say, generous people makes an impact in this world. You know Mother, you know who Mother Teresa, Bill Gates are, the missionaries in your hometown, the pastor who serves you, your faithful brothers and sisters in the church who prays for you, the neighbor who shares goods to you. I pray to God that after hearing this sermon, you will decide and choose the path of miracles, the path of generosity. There is a saying that goes, what we do for ourselves usually dies with us. What we do for others lives beyond us. Psalms chapter 112 verse 9. He gives generously to those in need. His deeds 
will never be forgotten. He shall have influence and honor. Start generosity now on what you have. Generosity in your finance, time, talent, and care. Don't wait when you reach your financial goals. You have a lot of time, excellent talent, and you master how to care. Start what you have today. Lord, thank you for your word, Father God, Lord, that we learn. Help us to be generous, Father God, in every way, especially at this time of pandemic, Father God, Lord. Help us to choose the path of course choosing, the path of miracles, God, the path, the path of generosity, Father God. Thank you for Jesus for modeling us and how to be generous, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And that's it for the Sunday. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. And you, I declare today, you are a generous person. Have a blessed Sunday and a week, a wonderful and beautiful week ahead. God bless you. I love you.